Hey guys, I just wanted to reach out to you and let you know that Surewinder is still selling amazing products. Some of you guys have been dragging your feet for whatever reason. If your shoulder hurts, do not waste time. Pull the trigger. I just bought uh, four or five of them and uh, we had two guys out. You know how much it cost me to pay for two guys being out with bad shoulders? We just pulled the trigger and we said, listen, everybody's going to have one on a truck. It's mandatory. You got to use it. Don't hesitate. Don't wait till your guys go down. It's going to cost you more. Buy a Sherwinder. What's up, y'all? This is Ryan with Torch and Talk Podcast. Tamara is on her game today. Just want to say, we just got through talking about how she wakes up and throws her hair up and looks majestic every day and she was bummed because it wasn't recorded so there you go all right thank you for that recorded tamara what have you been up to man i've been kicking butt lately yeah listen tamara and i got a divorce we did Um, not i'm just kidding no but tamara is um been promoted oh is that a promotion or is it a promotion i i mean i have no idea so tamra is you know for a while i've kind of felt guilty for like introducing her as like my assistant because she's so much more she's like life support she's like i don't know she's godsend (laughs) therapist yeah we all need those complain yeah I mean, it's great, right? She keeps all my secrets and holds them above me and leverages them for like gifts and whatever. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, um, but she has helped me transform and start a lot of things, including GDU. And I'm pretty sure the guys appreciate her more than me. So uh, we're just officially making that her gig. Um, so she's running GDU. Yeah. Oh, Um, So she is the CEO of Garage Door U. Oh, I'm totally changing my email signature immediately. You should. (laughs) Um, But super proud of you, Tamara. Uh, Seriously. Absolutely. Grown and developed so much. Um, And I'm like, that was one of the best business decisions I ever made was bringing you on. Oh, I didn't know we were going to have an emotional conversation, right? I'm unprepared. (laughs) This is it. This is, I'm just super proud. I feel like I haven't talked to you in a few days. Normally we're like constantly bantering back and forth, but um, we hired Jen and Tamara and Jen hit it off and Jen's my new assistant and she's, I mean, She's legit. She's very different than Tamara in some ways, but also very similar. And um, mm. yeah, it's been it's been good. I can I can tell her and Tamara are hitting it off, and Tamara's helped out a lot in getting her adjusted to dealing with me, uh, which takes a long time. So she's, she's, well, we're not here to talk all about Tamara, although yeah. that would be a good episode of itself. I think let's do that. Um, Tamara did get a new car. Did we mention that already? 
No, not not on the podcast. But Congratulations. I did. Thank you. What did you get? I got a 2020 Toyota RAV4 all-wheel drive hybrid. Very nice. Wow. I know. What does that mean? You don't have to plug it in? I don't have to plug it in. So it charges itself when you like when you drive a certain way, it goes into charging mode. So yeah, mm. I get like 40 miles to the gallon, which is sweet. Wow. That's amazing. It is amazing. Now we have, you had a tank. I did. So I had a 2000 Toyota 4Runner uh, limited oh. lifted with my 2020, a 2000. 2000. Yes. Did I say 2000? <laughs> it was no. an old clunker. It was great though. I was just reiterating. Yeah. It was a big change. I have seat warmers now. Everything. Oh, yeah. It's electronic. Like it's just amazing. So good. Big upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. It's always a plus when everything works. Yes, it is. Like <laughs> you just get in and it just does. Just does it's From so a good. business owner's perspective. Yeah. All right. So, uh, which never happens. Um, proud to introduce uh, someone that I call a friend. And uh, I feel like out of all the people in the industry, he and I probably share um, values very closely. We've talked about some of our challenges. We're in similar boats. We deal with similar stresses. Uh, we view things very similarly. We have, um, you know, just based on my, my outlook, I think we have similar personalities. Uh, we try to do everything with integrity and excellence. Uh, we fall short and we're pretty open about our shortcomings, both of us, mm -hmm. uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, but out of everybody in the industry, I would say Derek and I are probably uh, the most similar personalities. And I really enjoy talking to him. And he's been on the show before. I'm really excited to get caught up and kind of see where you're at. So Derek Lyons, how are you? Yeah, Dude, I'm awesome. I didn't know we were going to have two emotional moments right out of the gate yeah <laughs> I mean, dude, i'm just in the mood i told you guys i was gonna dim the lights and get in the mood and lower like my we all this. Like we're all like we need some encouragement today and look here therapy. we are we all do <laughs> need encouragement. that's right thursday therapy i love it I like it. this is rolling out on tuesday but we're recording on thursday so thursday therapy yes yep i like it episode title so derek i um first of all um, how's business? Uh, it's really challenging right now to be 100% honest. We're in a very challenging, uh, place, but, um, we're, it's kind of one of those like pivotal moments in business where you're like in a place to where if everything can fall into place, it's just like to the moon. But if, if it doesn't fall into place, like you're probably going to lose everything, you know? So it's <laughs> like, you know, that pivotal moment in business. Yeah. <laughs> What's funny is I've had a bunch of those and I feel like I'm in a very similar situation to you. Um, you know, I, I take a lot of pride in not overdoing it when the market's hot and mm -hmm. going all in when the market's cold. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of a little thing that I do. And so we went all in during COVID, like all mm -hmm. in and it paid off. And then things started getting, you know, that that was great. We leveled up a lot. Um, and then I was like, okay, we can pull back a little bit. So he started pulling back when things were getting really good. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to prepare for another down season. I didn't expect yep. it so quickly. 
<laughs> after COVID. Yeah, really. Um, mm-hmm. But staying true to myself and the adventure of being the business owner of Aaron Red Doors, especially, I'm doubling down again. So I'm Same. hopefully it's not too early and I haven't fully recovered from, you know, doubling down during COVID. So we'll see. <laughs> We'll see. This is probably I'm at one of the most risky places where we're launching a new location. Mm. Uh, we're bringing on an office manager, although we'll have two office managers because um, awesome. Tisha, Tisha, who's been on the show before, uh, just put her notice in. She's leaving in, I think, July. Mm. Um, she got diagnosed with cancer for the third time oh, in three years. No. Yeah, man. Oh, my gosh. Tough. Um, that is broken. And, uh, you know, she's like a work mother. She gets mm-hmm. on my nerves like nobody else can. <laughs> but I wouldn't want to do it with anyone else, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. you genuinely love someone and you, you know, uh, you fight through it twice with them and you mm-hmm. support them. And the third time is like, you know, this one's a little bit of a harder blow than the other two. And, um, but she's a diamond, bro. She's a diamond and you don't find people like that very often. So when they yeah. put their notice in and tell you that, um, she's irreplaceable. Um, mm. but I'm trying to do the best I can to replace yeah. her. So we're hiring for an office manager now just because, uh, something happens and she's not able to fulfill that time period. And, um, sure. and, uh, so I'm going to carry, I'm going to carry two pretty big payrolls. Um, and uh i'm okay with that um yeah. even if i got to take out loans or whatever like um you know obviously i gotta be a good business person but at the same time um i don't you know i don't want her you know if this is um her last six months or so i don't want her struggling financially for yeah. a year or whatever so um right we're gonna do whatever we can to transition and make her as comfortable as possible with the process so um that's my goal uh for 2023 and um taking on a big load with launching a new location doing that we're trying to restructure our organization to be more efficient so hiring another office person when we really probably eh, for efficiency we should do it for money we probably shouldn't with everything else we got going on but at the same time um i feel you bro like yeah you know you're some pretty tough decisions and difficult times but i believe if you if you lead with your heart and you uh plan with your mind that um very even even if the negative hits you're still okay you know yeah yeah I think we, I think we're pretty similar because like we're, we're kind of doubling down now too. And when I say doubling down, like I'm actually literally right after this podcast, uh, doing a wire transfer for a loan to try to pay off a bunch of stuff and pay everything to keep, keep us running. Um, but I think that's what kind of separates us is like when the pressure gets tough, we don't like, just like, oh man, we're going to have to, we're going to have to close up shop or something. Like we actually do the opposite and go all in on it. Um, and so that's kind of what we're doing right now. And then what's even crazier is uh, last week we had to lay off uh, one of our longest stand of employees to try to uh, free up some payroll. Um, and it was kind of the same situation. She was like, it was, she's been with me for five years. 
Um, we got on each other's nerves all the time, but we knew each other so well that literally she couldn't say anything. And I knew exactly what she was thinking. And I knew when she was annoyed with me. And, but I knew at the end of the day, we were both loyal to each other and it was going to be all right. Um, but yeah, we had to lay her off last week. And so that was, that was probably the toughest or not probably it was the toughest conversation and decision I've ever had to make in business to this point. Um, but you know, it goes into what you're thinking when, or talking when you, you've got a plan, you know, you've got to do the right business moves and what you need to do for the business, but you also have to lead with your heart as well. I love that. Bro, man, I just feel like we got to take a deep breath for a second, man. That was pretty intense. It's like we came yeah. out of the gate so positive and encouraging. Jeez, <laughs> like, the, uh, the weight of being a business owner, like, I don't oh, think man. people understand, you know, like I'll leave work and mm -hmm. I'll go watch my kid play soccer at practice. You know, all these dudes who have jobs are all cutting up and having fun. I'm doing interviews, you know, or yep. you know, making moves and trying to make phone calls or doing a freaking zoom call with somebody. Um, and they're like, bro, why are you working so hard? I'm like, dude, I don't really like, <laughs> I don't get to shut it off at five o'clock yeah. practice, you know, like, um, yeah, this is, this is part of it. And you know, the whole work on your business, in your business. Well, you know, when it gets going, you do whatever yeah. it takes. And that yep. means that like, whatever it takes. And yep. so I'm a, whatever it takes type of person. And, you yep. know, I'll give my wife a warning when I see the signs, I'll be like, babe, whatever it takes, it's yeah. happening. And, it, yep. and my estimation is two to three months and she knows, right. She knows that I'm about to be unavailable for a lot of stuff, yeah. but I'm still going to do my best to make all the kids stuff. And Absolutely. then I'm going to try my best to, to, you know, take her on some dates on a Saturday night or whatever. Right. And try yep. to make that happen. But the Absolutely. rest of it, you know, it's tough um, yeah. because it may require 70, 80 hours a week or um, whatever yep. um, pay cut, whatever. So yep. um we are, we are whatever it takes to have people. My wife's a survivor and um, she can go in survival mode and we both can. And it's, um, yep. it's nice to have someone back you like that and have a spouse. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, everyone listening to this probably relates, right? <laughs> yeah. Your business owner. Now. Yeah. Yep. They've been through it most likely. What are, you guys, just started. what are you guys doing to kind of cope with that burden? Have you like, are there, is there anything you found that's really helpful when you're going through seasons like that to kind of keep yourself grounded and sane? Yeah. Um, for me, I, there's a few things. Number one, I have, I call he's, his technical title is he's a high performance coach, but he's really like mindset focused. Um, I hired him back in June. Um, and I, Ryan, I think you remember last year when I lost a, a ton of people and I was back in the field. And the mental like ramifications from that, you know, season was extremely difficult. And so I hired him uh, to kind of help me reset my mind, which he's been absolutely phenomenal. But I still meet with him uh, twice a month now. Uh, but if I if you came to me and said, hey, Derek, you've got to quit every coaching, you know, avenue you've got. I mean, slim down your finances. I would keep him at all costs. I mean, he's like a lifesaver when it comes to like my mindset. Um, so that's probably the biggest thing. Uh, but another thing is working out. Um, 
you know, a lot of people are like, man, I, you're awesome. Like getting out there and getting it and working out and working on your, and I'm like, no, I, I do it. Cause I have to, like, I really do. Um, you know, last night got done with the day really late. Um, I was supposed to volunteer at the church and I ended up after working all day, I just needed a reset. So I went and worked out for a couple hours and then I think I had showed up and there was only like 20 minutes left, but, um, but that's, I, I prioritize that cause I know, um, I know I need it. I know it's going to reset me. Um, but then also like my, my wife is, you know, amazing. Like Ryan was just talking about his wife, like, what would we do without our wives? Um, cause she's kind of a reset for me too. Spin in circles, literally <laughs> yeah. spin in circles. Like we would be, we definitely wouldn't be as successful as we are, even nope. though, you know, maybe we're not as successful as we want to be, but it's amazing yeah. how we can be in the dumps and our wife can come mm -hmm. over and like pat us on the back and be like, I yep. believe in you. And all of a sudden you're yep. like, you know, Superman, yep. you rip your shirt off. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. It's yeah. Crazy. And she, you know, she slaps me from time to time when I get crazy or, you know, I'm, I'm being a big baby, you know, she'll slap me and she'll be like, yeah. yeah we do, oh yeah. 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 And then, uh, I mean, lastly for me is, you know, the faith aspect, like, I don't know what I do without my times, you know, in the Bible and in the word in the morning. And, you know, sometimes it's just like an all out cry fest of like, I just want to quit everything. God, I need you, <laughs> you know? Um, but, uh, those are probably like the biggest things for me and how I kind of try to stay. And even then, even with all that, I still feel like I'm, you know, swerving all over the road half the time, but, uh, yeah. Isn't entrepreneurship like the most humbling thing you could ever do? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, <laughs> like no matter how good of a business person you are, it always <laughs> finds a way to kick you in the teeth and like show you you're not truly in control. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. It's like the day you're like, yeah, man. All right. I got this. Like, yeah, we're moving. Things it's are running like really physical. smooth. <laughs> yeah. And then the bottom drops out. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. like, you know, throwing the money and then the next day, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll help. Hey, look at all this cash. We've made it. We're going to buy this and this. And then it's like, you go buy something, you regret it instantly because something just happened. Uh, I'm glad it's not just me. <laughs> It is not just you. So yeah. Uh, yep. Anyway, bro. So I saw that you were actually closing a location down. Yep. Yeah. Is we closed up our Kimberling city. Yeah. Um, when we, when we lost everyone last year, um, we still weren't able or not still weren't able. Even when we lost everyone last year, we didn't have enough resources to dedicate locally. Um, and so we couldn't even come up we couldn't keep up with local demand. And so what was happening is we, you know, we're, we're sending people out to where our second location is to service and repair and do all that. Um, but it was just taking up so much time um, to do that. And so it just, it financially and resources and everything, it just made sense to close it down um, and focus our resources on building, you know, local backup. Um, so yeah, we closed it down at the beginning of the year uh, or beginning of last year, I should say, well, Sorry, I say that. No, it was, it was really probably around, uh, probably in the summer. Um, so yeah, that was that stunk because it was actually like when we had the resources, it was super profitable. It was a great area, great location, um, but there was just it, it did not make financial or resource sense for us. So yeah, that that really stunk. That was a that was one of those hits to the chest. 
Yeah. So if you had to, like, if you didn't have to close it, you wouldn't, but you're doing yep. it to just kind of like streamline things and make it a little bit easier. Now, yep. what's interesting is this is, this will be an interesting test because I was talking to Adam Weber and you know that I launched that Milton location for us. Uh, that Milton location did very well for us our first year. And mm -hmm. we're really excited about the second year growth. Yeah. Um, but what was interesting when my conversation with Adam was, he said, he said, do a three-year lease and don't renew it and mm -hmm. go on, go, go somewhere else. Really? And I was like, what? I was like, why would I do that? And, um, like every market has a market cap, right? Mm, sure. Um, and you can own that market cap, like majority of it. You can you can have majority of the market share in there. Um, but eventually you'll cap out, right? Sure. Maybe it's 50 or 60%, maybe it's 40% because there's a bunch of door dealers in there, right? But 40% is the biggest piece of the pie. And sure. no matter how hard you try, eventually you're going to start having like diminished dollars on your advertising to drive traffic mm -hmm. to yourself. Sure. So, but the fact that we were able to launch a location and make a splash and do as well as we did, you can't do that again in Milton. Right. Yeah. Like, no, that's true. Can't. So, so he was like, you go mm -hmm. in there, you, 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 you earn the trust, you build the market and then you leave and you go like, you know, a neighboring town like Roswell, which I think you're from, right? Yeah, Is that area. Wrong? Yeah, yeah. I'm technically originally from like Woodstock, Ackworth, you know, okay. area. So yeah. So his idea was you're not going to fall off. You're still going to get business from there because you built trust and you had yeah. a brand and whatever. But every year you're there, there's like a diminished value. Uh, especially if you accomplish generating majority market share. So it's fascinating. It is a fascinating approach. It's very different than I had ever looked at it before. And if you do that every three years into a new town, you got three of them going and you're mm -hmm. rotating, um, you could really do some damage. Um, and you're not mm -hmm. just continuously adding to your bottom line while yeah. also having a presence in all these different markets. Hmm. Logically, it makes perfect sense. Um, and I, I, I do like the model of you don't have the additional expenses. You're not like adding locations and more buildings and more leases and all that. So it, it makes sense all the way around. I've just never even considered or even heard that. So that doesn't surprise me coming from Adam, dude. Every time I listen to him, I'm just like... <laughs> He's got all these ideas, but I think he just sits in an office and reviews data and like draws up ideas like this. And that's the difference between working on your business and working in it, right? Yeah. Yep. You don't work in his business ever. Yep. Like yep. I'm pretty sure he comes in at like 10 o'clock in the morning. I don't know. Maybe Adam's listening. I'm making fun. I don't know. But <laughs> we're flipping off his. Uh, <laughs> he could, could, right? Like he could yeah. if he wanted to. He's got managers, yep. he's got all this stuff. And, um, you know, I think that's the lifestyle he's trying to get to is, you know, his dad put in the dues, you know, he's putting in the dues. And you know, if the company's super successful and the employees are happy and mission accomplished, right? Like how- Yeah, absolutely. Your business? Yeah. I mean, I think all of us, 
Well, I say all of us, but all of us should have a goal in mind that we're trying to get to a lifestyle we're trying to live. Um, I, I think if you don't have that in mind, man, it's kind of like you said earlier, you're just spinning your will. You're just going to keep going in circles until you figure out what you're actually aiming for and what lifestyle you actually want to live. So yeah. I mean, kudos to him. Yeah, for sure. So how long have you been in business, Derek? Uh, eight years. Okay. So we're about the same. As far I think as like we started the same year. 2015, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, I look at Adam Weber and you got a business that's been around for like 40, 50 years, right? You look at mm -hmm. some of these other companies that are like really successful. Um, Jeff Sanford's company. Um, so I think Jeff Sanford's company has been around for a long time. So yeah. in the grand scheme of things, it's like, you know, where do you, like, how long before you get to that point where you're there, yeah. you know, can you accelerate it or do you just have to eat it and keep growing incrementally year after year and yeah. be patient, right? Mm. Which is hard for entrepreneurs. Yeah, it is. Right? Because we want to yeah. grow, we want to build. So how do you grow and build? And a seven seven year old company, really. This is our eighth year, and yep. um, also maintain cash flow and um, do a good job of having a great place to work. Yeah, that's interesting. You brought this up because I've been spending a lot of time thinking about it because a lot of the long term companies in my area that have been around for you know thirty forty you know plus years, the plumbing companies, the HVAC companies, and things like that. You know, looking at them and seeing how they grew and they were so grassroots in the beginning. And it was usually, you know, it was usually the owner in the field for, you know, 10 to 15 years and then slowly adding people and adding people. And then, you know, 30 years later, I mean, the owner's still there. Uh, but it's hard because like looking at that model, I'm like, I, I ain't all about that. Like if, if you told me in 15 years, you know, 15 years from now, I'm still here every day and doing 70 hours and I might have to be in the field from time to time. I'm like, I I'm out guys. Like, <laughs> but I have a huge amount of respect for those guys and those companies that they can have that longevity. Um, but I've been asking myself that same question in business of like, how do, how do you grow uh, sustainably to where you can sustain that cash flow um, and keep that oxygen flowing in your company? Um, because I think, again, it goes back to the similarities between you and I, like we want to get where we're going. Um, and, uh, that's the get difficulty we're at right now is trying to manage the cash flow with how we're, with how we want to grow. Um, and I don't have an answer for it yet, but from everything I've seen in the long-term companies, um, what I've seen thus far is like managing that and keeping it small and keeping it or not small, but, um, What's the word? Um, uh, maybe keeping it more basic, maybe might be the word um, at for the first, you know, 15 or so years. And then they just, you know, slowly build from there. But I definitely don't have the answer. And I'm still trying to figure it out each and every day. Uh, but I think well, it's a great change, too, though. So let's talk oh, yeah. about this for a second because, because here, I think that that would work that 10, 15 years of grinding it out and all that, like that would work. However, guess what's shifting in our industry right now? Big time. You're having labor. 
there's a lot of people doing roll-up strategies, uh, private equity firms, you got A1. So if you have a mentality that I'm going to grind it out for 10 or 15 years. Sure. Um, and then one of those companies come in and drop millions of dollars in, in branding and advertising, uh, that just depleted your efforts. Yep. Right. But then yep. how do you compete 100%. with them on a money standpoint? You, you have to have some urgency of growth, right? Uh, because yeah. now that the private equity money is in the industry and, mm. uh, there's quite a few of them that I've talked to who are ready to freaking get after it and buy up a bunch of companies yep. um, that puts more stress and pressure on the companies who don't take private equity money. Yeah. Right. It's very true. Um, so you're in this like weird time period of time where yes, I think the slow steady growth is definitely the best way to be healthy. And, yeah. Um, but at the same time, like let's be realistic, like garage door guys historically are yeah. not business people. Mm-hmm. They were service people. They were technicians. They were installers. They were, you know, whatever. And they thought they could do it better. And so they went out and started a business. And in some cases, they do do it better. Did I say yeah. do-do? You did. Dude. You totally said do-do, man. Yeah. Um, so anyway, what um, what are some things that you've learned that if you could go back to 2015 and be like, yo, Derek, I'm going to give you a secret. Don't do this. What would that be? Yeah. Um, don't do this. Um, honestly, I think the biggest thing would have been opposite of that of what to do because I was the tech toned, I was the tech turned owner, you know, I was the tech that worked for other companies for, um, you know, uh, and then started my own company. And so I was, I was the total tailgater. I was the guy on Craigslist, you know, when I first started out doing springs for a hundred bucks and undercutting everybody here locally. Cause I, I just thought that's what you did, you know? And so I honestly, a lot of my stuff would have been a lot of my advice to myself would have been, Hey, you know, don't come out of the gate charging the cheapest price, like charge what you need to provide for your family. Cause I did the opposite. I just undercut everybody. I didn't make any money for the first, probably, I don't know, three or four years. I probably didn't pay myself more than 30, 40,000 for the first uh, three or four years of the company. I mean, it's ridiculous. And so I would be looking back. My myself would not like, have allowed that. Yeah. Yeah. I love well, it yearly, but that's part of my motivation too. She, she yeah. likes fine things and that's okay. Um, she deserves yeah. them. She deserves them. But, she's married to me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Constantly in debt. Just. I love it. But I love that though, because you knew when you started out the lifestyle you needed, the lifestyle you wanted, and that's what you started your company out on. And that's where I failed is that I didn't have that. I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what I was trying to achieve. I just was like, well, I'm going to start a business because I've always wanted to, and this is a great time. Um, And then I learned a lot of hard lessons over the years and my family struggled a lot over the years because of that. Um, And so, you know, I would have totally went back and aimed at the lifestyle that I wanted to have in my family, what I wanted my family to have, because I would have had it a lot quicker. Um, 
and there would have been a lot less stress on my family. Uh, and it, and it's not, and I think that's the big thing is, you know, people, people think they're doing it for the customers, but the thing that the light bulb moment for me was when I realized I was under enough stress that I was willing to make a change. And that's what resulted in the change in my business is the stress I was under. And so I finally just made myself increase prices. And what I found out is the customers didn't care. I, I didn't get any pushback. And then I got really angry at myself because <laughs> yeah. uh, for all these years, you know, it was mindset. It's all in my mind that I was saying to myself, they're not paying it. Well, the customers never told me they weren't going to pay it. I was talking for the customers. And so when we finally did increase pricing, man, I was mad at myself for all those years of just, you know, underpricing our products and all that. So that that was a hard lesson for me. Um, and it still is to this day because I think the company would be further along um, if I would have started it with a better mindset. But um, but on the don't Bro, do that's side. Gold, dude. That's good. Yeah. Like, thank you so much for sharing that because I think there's a lot of people that follow the podcast that need to hear it, number one. And yeah. number two, um, there's a lot of people starting businesses. I'm talking a lot of guys who are running out, starting their own thing. This is, you know, to get a lesson from somebody who's almost eight years in on what they would have done differently, charge yeah. higher pricing, support your family, you know, and it doesn't have to be like, how cheap can we live? Yeah. Right. Like yep. your kids, your kids deserve to play sports and your wife deserves to be able to get her nails done and hair done without stressing out about money. And yep. you deserve to take care of yourself, both with health yep. and whatever. You know, if, yeah. you, if, if Derek Lyons wants to get a pedicure, Derek Lyons. Should <laughs> I'm all get about a that. Yeah. <laughs> I love massages. Yeah. I spoil myself a little bit. I do a massage every month, hour and a half. Me too. Full body, yep. bro. Absolutely. Like certain things that I just have to do every month that yep. help me stay focused. And I've learned that massages are yeah. a big deal for me. Yeah. I love that, man. Yeah. No, we, my wife and I actually do monthly massages too. We're, I'm all about it. I bet. I love it. Yeah. We're, but you we're know, talking massages, right? <laughs> just kidding. I don't know many husband wife combos that do massages. So I was just going down that path, but you were That's saying awesome. that y'all do couples massages. Yeah, yeah there the you go. There you go. Okay. Gotcha. I mean, gotcha. I mean, I'm not saying we don't do the other, but you know, anyway, uh, it's not that kind of podcast, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> we're going Joe Rogan style. All right. Tell me a little bit more about that. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Consistency in everything, including price, reliability, quality not just quality but great quality control these are things that describe somer usa somer's not some startup company not one that you need to be worried about going out of business in the near future somer's a two somer and their family of businesses are 200 million dollar companies they're in over 100 countries and they have locations in 20 countries this is a large organization who stands behind their product and works through integrity. And there's not another company out there willing to drop what they're doing and help you out like Somer. These guys are awesome. Not only have they been loyal to the 
Torsion Talk podcast, they've been loyal to the technicians and the owners of the companies who install their product. In my opinion, if you're not at least offering Somer as an additional option, you're cheating yourself. Listen, first-time dealers, I've got a special for you. If you buy 10 or more Somers between now and the end of the season six, while supplies last, we will offer you free shipping. You have no more excuses. The prices are great. The product is amazing. Go check out Somer USA and order 10 for free shipping. All right, so so you wouldn't come in so cheap. Is, yeah, did you I, hear that correct? Yeah, you for, for sure. Based on the lifestyle that you want. Yeah, well, and here's the deal: like, if you're if you're just coming out of the gate and you're just charging three thousand dollars just because you can, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. But what I what my my message is: figure, go through the work of figuring out the lifestyle you want to live, your family wants to live, what it's going to take to support that lifestyle, and reverse engineer your business and what you need to make on that. Um, to have no plan is, is stupid as well. Um, so you can be the most, you can be the highest price company out there making billions of dollars, but if you have no plan for it, I mean, I think that's just as stupid as the other, um, but it's just, the, it's just the plan part, like plan for it, have a plan in place to what you, what you want, what you want in life. And it goes back to mindset. And I think that was, that was, and it still is probably 90% of uh, business is mindset and having the right mindset. And uh, most of us live on autopilot every single day. We're just making decision after decision on autopilot, not even realizing why we're making the decisions. Um, or not and making then decisions. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that was me too for a long time. So we've become um, numb and we're afraid that we're going to make the wrong decision. So we don't make any, which is worse than making the wrong decision in some cases cases yep absolutely no decision is a decision and if you're trying to grow that's the thing that's going to stifle you the most yep yeah i'm an enneagram nine uh so i'm like i'm like the peacekeeper but um i also hate conflict um now obviously eight years in business i've really learned how to do better on conflict um but what um what i will do is if it's a really tough decision i'll think about it well, then I'll think about it, but I won't come up with a resolution. And so I'm, so I'm telling myself, oh, I'll think about it later. Well, what happens later? It's the same cycle and it just keeps repeating itself and it's in action. I'm not doing anything. So now if I find myself thinking a thought, I will make myself stop and say, what's my action? What am I doing with this thought? And I will make myself perform an action based on it. Otherwise, I just get stuck in that cycle. Of, oh, I'll think about it. And it's. What it is, is it's fear. And so I have an emotions wheel here. <laughs> yeah, I just but, got exposed to that. That's brand new for me. Yeah, oh, it's life-changing, man. But 90% of like my emotions come from fear is what I've learned the past few months. And when I'm not making a decision, nine times out of 10, it's because I'm, I'm, I'm living in that fear um, I'm I'm afraid of what's going to happen if I make this choice, but the problem is, is I mean, not making the choice is making it worse. So, right. so I'm so the I, opposite. I thrive in fear, 
and that's I funny. jump into it. Right. <laughs> so like that's it's a problem though. Like it's it's as equal a problem as you have, right? So if uh as a kid, if the biggest guy in the building came up to me and I was afraid to fight him, I would just punch him as quick as humanly possible. <laughs> Because that was how I'm when you have fight or flight, I, I am your prototypical fighter, 100 gotcha. percent right? When I'm faced with a business decision and it's like, hey, Ryan, we're gonna run out of money in six months. I'm like, cool, let's double down. Uh put put, you know, let's ramp up SEO. Let's uh let's do some more AdWords. I'm gonna go knock on doors, like, yep. you know, and they're like, dude, you're about to spend more money. I'm like, yes go. And, um, so I I'm, I'm all in, like when I see fear, I don't even, a lot of times I don't even pause. I just jump. Um, and a lot of times it's a negative because if I would just wait a little bit process mature and then be like, Hmm, okay. I want to do this. Is that really wise? Um, but I, I can modify that to maybe not be as aggressive and still have a better outcome uh, yeah. where I can, you know, so I, I, we're similar, but we're the opposite on how we deal with fear. Um, I jump and you pull back, yeah. which is neither one is right or wrong at different yeah. points of time, but uh, both, if not treated properly can be damaging, right? We're works in progress. We had that conversation in GDU recently, if you recall, about you were you were telling them about removing emotion from the decision-making process and just kind of chewing on it for a second, but then actually making a decision after thinking about it logically. So I think that, you know. That's good. Yeah. And I would say I'm good at that like 25% of the time. The other times I'm allowing fear to drive my decision of just head yeah. first diving in, right? And yeah. so I'm trying to get better at that too, and not, not allow that emotion to trigger those decisions. And so like, um, you know, prime example of, of like dumbing this down, you go to, um, you go to like uh, timeshare, right? The, those people are like the best closers in the world. I don't know where they find them. And, and they're like, Hey, you can stay for $350 for four nights but you have to attend this like four hour class. Right. And then afterwards they're like, okay, you have to come sit over here with me and you know, Hey, and they pitch you this idea. And then you're like, no, nah, we're not interested. You try to get up and walk away. And they're like, but we just gave you this vacation for $350. And like, then they start injecting fear that you're going to lose out on this opportunity and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so um, anytime someone applies a timetable to something now that's a trigger for me to pull back. So I'm mm. like, ah, I'm not interested. And that's be good. Like, Why aren't you interested? Because you're trying to force a decision based on fear of loss. And I don't operate that way. And sure. I used to. So that's back good. in the day, I'd be like, what do you mean? I'm going to lose it. All right, here, you know, like, <laughs> so now I'm that's completely funny. different. And then when I can recognize it, I can pull back. But when I don't recognize it or I act too quickly is when I yeah. usually do the most amount of damage. What I love about that, though, is you did the work of finding out, hey, this is a problem. 
and you allowed yourself to realize it was a problem and you allowed yourself to work on it because most people that's the problem is they never realize it and it's just cycle after cycle after cycle after cycle as a business owner you gotta get better yep. we um i'll tell you something that we're doing right now that i really think is powerful um here at such and such and over air and overhead doors we're, we're creating projects and kpis okay so um everyone has kpis and their job is to track those kpis and report them to me on a monthly basis and they're simple you know it's not like anything crazy um but it's kind of like i drew up the kpis not for me but for them the kpis mm-hmm. are designed to have them focus on what i want them to f- focus on not to m- like measure as much of like how good they're doing or bad they're doing I think everybody here does a good job. I just want them to do what they're doing with a purpose and be able to see the results yeah. that come from. It. So that's why we created KPIs. So everybody now has two or three KPIs that they track that they know. Now, when I sit down with my one-on-ones, I can be like, Hey, I'm looking over your KPIs. They look good. Uh, what have you learned from them? You know, uh, how have you improved from them? Uh, do you think it's possible that we could get from uh, 42% to 43%? And how would you do that? 1% better before between now and the next time we meet, right? And you can have yep. like tactical conversation about measurable results, uh, even if they are not directly related to results, but directly related Love to that. productivity or measuring the success of something. And then we're also taking, um, I'm, I'm making a big deal for education. Each one of our employees have to have a project every quarter and that project is how do you get better at your job and the tools that you use on a on a on a daily basis and so Ooh, order one like is that. here is all the software that we use and we divide it up i'm like tamra you're gonna do trainual um you're gonna do this one you're gonna do this one you're gonna do service titan you're gonna do this you're gonna do that and at the end of the quarter you're all gonna present to everyone what you learned how do we use this technology? Where where are we not using it that we should be? How are we using it incorrectly? And, yeah. um, and, and like integrations, automation that we might be able to utilize. And then those presentations, everyone's going to learn it. So everybody's going to sit there and be like, wow, that's really good. And that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and they even came up with the idea of like grading the presentation, like having, <laughs> like, a, having like a, you know, hey, how did we do? you know, and everybody kind of grade each person on their performance of how, how it, like how detailed it was and how, and you're talking 30, 45 minute presentation for each person. Yeah. Is it? Um, and so, but they become an expert at that. And then the next quarter we're going to focus on like, how do we get better at the skill part of our job? Right. Like Mm -hmm. if you're a service professional or an SEO copywriter or whatever, like, is there a conference you can go to? Is there an educational course that we can subscribe to? Like, what is it? Um, so that's something that we're doing uh, this good. year that I, I think like that. is hopefully going to pay off. Um, when you do something that big, for me, that's kind of big. Uh, yeah. Accountability and um, consistency is my biggest struggle. Holding mm-hmm. everybody accountable to that consistently. Yeah, is yeah. Tough. I think so for most businesses. I mean, that you know, there's so many things coming at you each and every day. It's really hard to focus on one thing for a quarter. 
Um, I, I totally get that, but I, I love, I love that idea though, because, um, that's engaging for your staff because they're focusing on something. And for me, when I focus on something, I get engaged. Um, that's how I know when, when I'm, when I, when I get into a mode of, I want to sell the business <laughs> and I don't want to be a part of the business anymore, nine times out of 10, it's because I'm not engaged in it. And I've kind of taken a backseat to it. And I just, you know, I'm just like, oh, whatever, oh, whatever. But as soon as I get back into it and get, you know, get into it, all of a sudden I'm engaged again. So I think that's what it creates in your employees is it, it gets them engaged and um, they also get to own something. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's an awesome idea. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I came up with that all by myself. <laughs> the proud look on your happens. face is amazing. Rarely happens, dude. I steal everything. Oh, I so hear you. For me, I felt like this was really good. This it was really good. It was well received yeah. by the team. When which... I have an original idea, I will let you know. <laughs> all other ideas are not mine. Uh, I love really good about giving credit though. Yeah, I do give credit where I get like where I get the information. And and I will say that like EOS has the rock system, which is basically what we're implementing. So I kind of stole that a little bit too. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I want I'm just gonna give myself credit. I don't know EOS, so I forget who said it, but um there was I think it was a philosopher, but basically that um uh, I might've been Solomon even, I don't know. I might be getting too deep, but you know, there's nothing new under the sun. And really at this point, like we're really regurgitating ideas mm -hmm. from the past, however long. Mm -hmm. And so, although someone could sit here and say, Hey, you're copying their idea. It's like, well, yeah, but where did they get it from? And where did that person get it from? And we, I mean, we can just keep going down the line. Um, yeah. And so I don't think there, I, I think. There's a real challenge for people with um, what's that syndrome? Imposter syndrome? Imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. Because they will purposely not do something because someone else has done it before. And if everything's right. been done or thought of, then you're... We you're, might as well just you know? all go home. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure that someone has talked about every single thing we're talking about today at some point. Um, yeah. And so it's just regurgitated. But also like... Um, I mean, for me, I, I consider it a compliment when someone copies of me or when someone copies something we're doing in the business. That, that's actually something I was talking to our general manager about the other day is because when we first when we first started this company, you know, we were trendsetters for the first for the first like six, seven years in a really strong way. I mean, we were doing things completely different. But now eight years in. Lots of companies around here are doing the exact same things we're doing. They've started doing the same software and they've started offering packages and all this stuff that no one else was doing. And so now um, other people are copying us. But the funny thing is, is it's companies that are way bigger than we are. And I love it. I'm just like, I see, I see an ad that gets copied off of ours and I'm just like, ha, that's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. Like it's a compliment to me. Yeah. So it's like I think validation it that you're doing something right or yeah. that you're able to figure it out before the big guys. Well, and you know, it's funny that you said that. I think, I think you hit the nail on the head where it's like, it lets you know you're doing something right. Cause let's be honest, nine times out of 10, we're like, God, I hope this works. You know, it's, and pray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so when something works, you're just like, Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs>
100%. Yeah. So let's talk about the future. We talked a little bit about the past. We talked about the present a little bit. Um, yep. What's the future of Derek Lyons and your company? Was Garage Door Guy, right? Garage yep. Door Guys? Garage Door Guy. Yep. Garage Door Guy. So what's the future? Yeah. Um, well, next week we're moving into a new location. Um, it's about three times the size of our current one. Um, it's a 10,000 square foot warehouse with f on five acres. Um, yeah, and so that's good. Get it, yeah, bro. man. All Dude, in, you said, right? <laughs> I told you, man, like literally I, I love it. I'm not, and I'm just going to be 100% blunt on this. Like I don't even have the money to give him the full deposit and we're moving in next Friday, but I'm like, we're going because this is the way, like, this is the way we're supposed to go. Um, it's an incredible deal that I could pass up. Um, 10,000 10, square foot warehouse, five acres, 3,700 a month. It's ridiculous. Wow. And so, and so we jumped on that. We're moving next Friday. Um, uh, that's going to be a huge game changer for us. Uh, I, there's a little bit of sadness with moving from this place just because it's, I mean, we've put so much time and money into it to get it to where it is. Um, but we've been rubbing shoulders for too long. So I'm really excited about that. Um, we were able to just hire on a master tech a couple months ago. Um, great guy. He's got 15 years experience. He did industrial doors out of, uh, yeah, it was a huge win for us. Um, he did, uh, he worked for a couple industrial door companies out of Oregon. Um, and uh, he's been an incredible uh, addition to our team. We're really happy to have him. And so he's kind of elevating our game and helping us provide some additional training. Because um, that's one thing we did not do well was training. And so, I mean, I I honestly am embarrassed when I look back and the things that I would ask people to do and just like, hey, man, you just got to figure it out. Like, um, I'm a little embarrassed by that. So we're working on training, uh, working on getting that um to a better place. Uh, we've been talking with Mount Onsite this past couple of weeks and month. Um, so we're going to start sending some guys out there, which I'm pretty stoked about. Love him. Yeah, they're they've been He's just talking. Out, bro. You better hurry up. Yeah, that's what they said. Um, I just booked for March uh, because awesome. it's February class filled up like super awesome. fast for res. I love to hear that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the hunger so for education in our industry is ten times what it was just two years ago. You know, and that's the thing is that we're, we're in a, like our industry is a completely different landscape than it was eight years ago, completely mm -hmm. different landscape. And a lot of that is because of like the, you and the Torch and Talk podcast and the education that you guys have been doing out of it. Oh, no. um, but like people are catching on, people are starting to um, say, Hey, there's another way. Um, I don't just have to continue doing it the way everyone else has done it. Um, yeah. and it's awesome, but it's also in a way, um, kind of pushing, uh, pushing me because it's like, man, we got to constantly be moving and grooving and trying to find ways to differentiate and to keep this, you know, keep this, uh, keep the business in the industry moving forward. Mm -hmm. Um, but for right now, uh, that's the biggest things. Um, honestly, we're trying to figure out cash flow. um, uh, all that kind of stuff, uh, ticket averages, all that. We're working on that. Um, and so we're trying to get that underway um, because there's a lot of things we want to do, but we can't do them until we get that uh, where it needs to be. We're making progress, um, but 
honestly, we, we just sat down and made a five-year plan. Um, and uh, there's a lot of growth involved, um, a lot of cool things involved. I really want to do a rebrand um, and uh, rebrand everything because we're working with the same logos and all that we started with. And we're just a completely different company. Um, so I want to do a rebrand in the next couple of years. So that'll be a big, uh, big thing. Um, I am working on another idea uh, I'm not talking about, um, but it'll be a game changer more for our local industry. Um, but uh, I've been I've been in talks with some banks and getting all that figured out. Um, so as soon as I can get the business doing better and can get that launched, I'm pretty pumped and excited about that. Um, so yeah. Lots of things in the works, lots of things to work on. You know what I love about you, Derek, is that you admitted earlier that you guys were going through a really tough season, but your eyes are set five years out still. 100%. <laughs> and you're looking at acquiring a location that's going to open up operations and make you more efficient and be able yep. to house inventory a little bit better, yep. um, receive shipments better probably. You're yep. talking about, you know, advancement into something else. Like, I mean, bro, that's, you know, staring the devil in the face and being like, uh, I'm still going. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, yep. that's the scary part of business. You <laughs> yeah, know? for sure. Is, is knowing that what you're about to do is big and it may fail, yep. but you still yep. do it. And well, that's what that. I was that's what I was alluding to in the beginning when it's like, I'm either, if all this falls into place, it's either going to be to the moon or it's, you know, I, I won't have anything. It's, it's one or the other, but it's like, I feel like it's part of the calling on my life to like, keep moving forward. And I'm not being an idiot, you know, um, yeah. I'm not just going out and taking crazy amounts of loans out and just being stupid about it. But, um, but you know, the other, yeah, it's calculated for sure. Um, and you know, there's, there's a lot of stress involved in that. Cause most people, you know, they see you, they see, they see me and they see people like Adam that are growing all these companies and they think, oh man, they're just, they're killing it. What they don't see is us, you know, like in the morning, just like about, you know, about to cry. Cause you're like, man, I don't know how this is going to work. I don't know how this is going to fit together. Yeah. I mean, it's real, but people don't, you know, people don't see that side. They see, they see the energy. They see us talking about it. Uh, but there's a very, very real other side to it of, gosh, I hope this works out. <laughs> so I'll tell you, like, you know, people talk a lot about, you know, that I'll have people see me out and about here and they'll be like, like, man, you're crushing it. Like, good job. And I'm like, I guess uh, you only see the good stuff. So I could see why you think that way. Right. But at yep. the same time, you know, I'll give you an example of some of the challenges that as a business owner. You know, we, we went, you know, I've been promising my wife a new home for, you know, seven years now, eight years. And, you know, we started the company the year that I was supposed to buy her, her new house. Right. Um, and so she agreed to postpone that. And then it was like, I said, give me two yep. or three years and we'll buy your house. Well, no bank wanted to touch me and we were like still yep. not making money that great. So um, I was like, give me two more years. And then. I was like, all right, I need another year. And she's like, Ryan, this is never going to happen, is it? I'm like, I promised you, and I'm going to make it happen. Well, we sold our house, 
uh, we rented somewhere and we're going to build and I got approved awesome. and they're like, Hey, yeah. Um, you know, I had to take this special statement loan out because our 2020 tax returns yep. weren't that great and yep. credit's perfect. Like, you know, got cash. It's like everything was perfect except for yep. one of my two businesses had a crappy year during COVID and they're dinging me for it. Yep. And so I'm like, okay, great. Uh, no bank's going to touch the loan. So I'm telling my wife, now we're renters. And she's yep. like, oh my God, are you serious <laughs> right now? She's like, I went from own home to be in Providence, a dream home, to now we're renting for God knows how long. And I'm like, yep. well, if I do this right, um, we can try to build you a home and you know it'll be in the right timing, whatever, we'll figure it out. Yep. So real estate agent has this connection with uh, a bank. I go there. They're like, you know what? We have this special product statement only loan. And he finagled something, got it through. I'm like, great. That's awesome. Like awesome. you got you approved for 20%. It's a construction loan. It converts to a perm loan, like all this good stuff. I'm like, perfect. This is great. We signed yeah. a contract with the builder. The bank comes in the week we signed the contract and says, uh, by the way, we have one small hiccup. I'm like, what's that? They're like, like we need 35% down, not 20. I'm like, that's a small hiccup on a dream home. I'm like, that is, that is not a small hiccup. Bank statements and everything. You know exactly how much cash I have on. Oh hand. my like, God. I feel like I'm getting played. So we had cash for a pool and a fence and a gate and the down payment. And I'm like, by the time they finish building the oh, house, man. we'll have additional money. And that'll give us our cushion that we need. Yep. Wiped it all out. And so I'm just uh, like, oh, so you get these things like being as a business owner, yep. right? Like if I was still yep. employed by my old employer, it would have been no problem. Right. Yep. But yep. just because of that one little thing, um, you know, you lose yep. your leverage in the banking world. They don't 100%. care. They don't care. They're, they're excited yep. if I fail because now they're sitting on a house with like, what 60% equity or 40, yep. you know, 35, 40% equity. Yep. So they're like, I hope he doesn't pay right? like, yeah. uh, land in a yep. nice home in one Golly. of the most districts in Georgia. So it's like, yeah. And, and you know, I feared paying all that and doing all that. But what did I do? I was like, I didn't even think about it. I'm like, done. Yeah. Screw you. Yeah. I hate, you, you know, but that's that's the fear fight portion of me. Yep. I didn't even think about it. I was just yep. like, I hate you. And I, I fought with them for a minute. <laughs> when I realized they weren't changing their minds, I just signed off on it and ate it. But yep. the good news is, is that we just got, you know, we just closed our books. Everything's good. I should qualify good. for a traditional loan. And when interest rates go back down, I can refinance, you know, and. Uh, awesome. So we'll be good. It'll all what? work out. I have not yet taken any of our financials to a bank and heard them say, wow, everything looks great. We don't need any additional information. <laughs> Since starting a business, it's, I I can't even explain to you the, the stuff that they find. A rectal exam is oh my gosh. I'm just like yeah. working through this part uh, this private loan we're, we're getting. It's just been like fighting tooth over nail to get all the documents, they need, all this stuff. 
And it's like, well, you know, th this number seems a little weird right here. We're going to need five years of more documents. And it's like, yeah. Here's yeah. what's even more interesting. You want me to give you a little, a little mind bender here? Yeah, let's hear it. All right. So your employee that answers the phones, she can go get a mortgage for working for you. Right. The guy who owns the business can go to the bank and get denied. With more cash, more cash flow, and better credit. Does make sense? Does it? Doesn't does, make does any sense. sense. <laughs> like, I mean, hey, it's okay. Whatever. Yeah, Whatevs. I'll do you it without you. Say, <laughs> my daughter. Whatevs, Dad. Yep. So, yep. Anyway, Derek. As always, man, great conversation. I so Absolutely. much love talking to you, bro. And, um, you know, Likewise. I think you and I have sent some random texts to each other. I'll be driving down the road <laughs> sometimes and think about you and be like, yep. I'm just going to text and encourage my boy today. Um, yep. So love you to death, dude. And um, love you too, man. no doubt, you know, stay in prayer. Keep making those good decisions. And uh, yep. if I can ever be any support or help, please let me know. And, well, um, Good luck, man. Keep me posted on the, the warehouse and yep. all the moves you're making. Maybe we'll have you back on after you get settled in and talk about some of the things you might have done different with the warehouse. <laughs> that sounds good to me, man. All right, bro. Take care. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye, Tamara.